What we really sell from a service is like that flexibility and convenience. Hey everyone, this is Nazara Keel from Max Pro. Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Paul. And we're Love and Pebbles. Hi, this is Lopa Vandermersch from Rasa. Oh, and you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening to, to the Charm Show. Welcome to the Ecom Show, presented by Blue Tusker, the number one place to hear the inside scoop from other e-commerce experts, where they share their secrets on how they scaled their business and are now living the dream. Now, here is your host, Andrew Math. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Show. I'm your host, Andrew Math, and today I am joined by the amazing Nina Klein, who is the VP of Product Management over at Furnish. Nina, how are you doing? You ready for a good show? I'm, I'm so excited to be here, yes. So you told me this is your first podcast. I'm it so is. excited for this, <laughs> which is crazy because it's interesting because Furnish is not a small brand. And being the VP of product management, I would think that you would be front and center all the time. So I'm going to make sure that this is the beginning of many, many podcasts for you to do over the course of your career. Thank you. I, pre- I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, awesome. So I'm sure you're going to be fine. Let's start it off with, uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about yourself, your background, and then obviously more about Furnish, and we'll kind of take it from there. Cool. Sounds good. So yeah, so my name is Nina Klein. Um, I've been at Furnish for... About three years, I'm, I currently head up the product management, so kind of everything website, you know, internal tools related. Um, I kind of fell into the role of product or, or fell into product management about 10 years ago in startups. Um, so I've worked with a lot of them um, e-commerce, marketplaces across industries, you know, fashion, home, those kinds of things. Um, and before that, I was actually a business consultant for like a super large company. So I've had the, the stretch the gamut, I guess, of, of experiences. Um, also love just startups in general. I worked with a nonprofit accelerator um, in Los Angeles for a while as well. Um, and love kind of like just the mentorship of, of new baby startups. It's been great. Beautiful. What is Furnish? What's the, yeah. I know it's a product and a service there's like, what's the background of the company? What's the focus on right now? Yeah. So, so Furnish is um, a rent rental services, furniture and decor company. Um, so we rent, rent to own, allow people to purchase furniture outright. Um, there's, it's a subscription model. Um, we service seven different large metropolitan areas. So we kind of have everything in-house, warehouses, technology, everything kind of in-house. Um, and it's been, it's been a very fun journey um, with them as well. Is it all your own branded furniture or is it other people's brands as well? Yeah, it's a combination, actually. So when we started, you know, the company is about five years old. Um, and so I, I started about three years ago. And um, at that point, we had large brands, recognizable brands, Crate and Barrel, CB2. We still carry a lot of that that's sort of white labeled. Um, and then we also have our own that we are uh, in the process of making and tweaking um, so that our customers can rent you know, high quality, durable, but also fashionable furniture. I think, um, you know, there's players out there, you, you know, when you think of rental furniture, you think of boxy, gray, um, hard, you know, hard seats, those kinds of things. And yeah. so we kind of really wanted to bring a higher level of like quality and curation to, you know, the, the direct to consumer, primarily direct to consumer population. Nice. Is this 
mainly meant for like a rent to own or is it like a rent permanent where it's like, hey, I'm in an apartment for a year and that's it? Or I know real estate agents that, you know, do um, prepping up homes and all that fun stuff when they're going to show them. So what's what's the target market? Yeah, for sure. It's It's a great question. And I think the beauty of it is what we really sell from a service is like that flexibility and convenience. So we have a lot of customers that you know, sign up for a 12 month rental, they moved into a new apartment, um, you know, the best, the best, there's so many great use cases for this type of service. Um, you know, when you re- move in with roommates, and you know, inevitably, you buy stuff together, um, and then you part ways at some point, or you move to a different apartment. And that like awesome sectional that you have is just not going to fit in any way, shape or form. And so it really gives people a lot of flexibility, I think, to not have to invest up front in pieces that are, you know, are not going to be supportive of like, you know, a pretty nomadic lifestyle. Um, if you think about it, um, we also have customers who they're, they just bought their first home, which is very expensive, you know, to, to do that. And maybe mm-hmm. they're, you know, in the bucket of we're waiting for furniture to come or, you know, this, this was my situation. Actually, we moved from Los Angeles to Houston and our stuff was in storage for months and um, furnish isn't in Houston yet. So it's not one of the markets. So I didn't have that opportunity, but um, you know, you're basically not sitting on anything for a while as your stuff, you know, creeps its way across the country um, on the mover schedule. So we see a lot of that, you know, short-term rentals, interns, you know, going to, my first internship in LA, I definitely slept on a deflated air mattress for the entirety of the summer. Could have been really nice, nice to just like <laughs> rent an actual bed and a nightstand or, or something like that. But you're not going to buy you're not going to buy furniture for those shorter temporary yeah, times. That's a good point. So their furniture is only available in certain regions right now. Yes, so we're in um, the West Coast, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Diego. East Coast, New York, and DC. And then we are in Texas. We're in um, Austin and Dallas, um, but I'm in Houston. So I don't get uh, the, as much of the course. benefits. Close. Yeah. So is that because they have warehouse locations or what's the reason for the region specific offering? Yeah. So we're, we're very big into kind of like customer service and controlling like everything about the customer experience from what you do on the website, what you see on the website, your shopping experience to actual the actual like delivery and assembly, which comes when you do rent for rent from us. Um, so all of our warehouses, we we open them in new cities. We employ everyone from the you know person that you know is the driver to the warehouse manager. So it's all a very in-house experience. So we have that control and kind of keep it up like the caliber that we want. Nice. That's definitely the best way to do it is to own the whole thing. I know that's not the easiest way to manage people, but hey, if it works, it works. You get to control the product, right? Totally. So you mentioned uh, customer experience. And I know everyone likes to think that these podcast episodes just happen and like, yay, that's it. It's magic. But no, we ask you to help us out and give us a little bit of information on anything specific you want to talk about. And one of the things you mentioned, I was like, oh, yes, let's do this. (laughs) <laughs> so you've started to get into a little bit on the AI side, but you're also offering a AR aspect, yes, uh, yep. which I think is a game changer. I think the AR side of things for a lot of brands specifically in like home decor kind of stuff is flawless because you never really know what it looks like in your house until you're able to picture it. So totally. what is that? What was that setup like? What was that process like? Who are you using? How is it going? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So absolutely. I'm, I get excited to talk about this stuff too. Um, 
So we use, um, the vendor we currently use is Epigraph for our augmented reality. And um, there are a lot of vendors out there um, that do, you know, kind of do this. They were one of the earlier ones. And so we partnered with them pretty early on. Um, And, you know, it it is... my in-laws, for example, they're in their 70s. The concept of buying furniture from a website that they didn't get to like touch, sit on, look at, you know, it just it's so shocking to them <laughs> that anyone would really do that. But a lot of people are able to or will take the chance. You know, we have big companies out there, the Wayfarers of the world, like things that are online, you know, uh, furniture sort of sales. But it is a little bit scary. These are high price point items. Um, a lot of times, like just even the thought of like having to return a sectional is enough to like make people not want to just click the button to buy it. Um, and so that was a big thing for us and especially around the size, um, because, you know, it is hard for customers to even if you get a tape measure and, you know, I have I have blue tape here because I'm always, measure, you know, putting stuff down on the ground. But like it, it's hard to really get a concept of what something's going to look like or, or, or size in your space. Um, so we partnered with Epigraph and they provide us with, you know, these the AR, we also do 3d have 3d models that you can kind of play with and rotate, um, on our product detail pages. So you can really kind of get a sense, you know, you see the product, you can actually see it in your space. Um, I have a five-year-old, I think when I showed her the AR for the first time through my phone, it was like, she kept looking behind my phone because she's like, it's not there, but you see it in the picture and it looks so real and it fits in the space. And it was really cool kind of to see how a child reacted to that. But um, I think it's really helped us, um, especially with customers that are higher intent customers. Like they really, they're like, okay, is a sectional going to fit or is a sofa, only a sofa going to fit? Oh, let me, let me check it out. And you can do it from straight from your phone, like in your space while you're sitting right there and kind of see the, the, piece come to life, which is pretty cool. Um, we also work with another vendor called Renovi and they, um, they provide us with more, more on the styling side. So they use a lot of AI to kind of take our entire, um, inventory or catalog and be able to put completed rooms and spaces together, which I think is another barrier to entry. A lot of times, um, different than like a t-shirt or, you know, some, you know, in the fashion world, like, okay, you know, I like this great t-shirt. I don't have to know that it matches with everything in my wardrobe. But if I'm going to buy, you know, or rent a piece of furniture, you kind of want to make sure that it's going to go together. These are higher price point pieces. They're larger. The more pain in the ass to get rid of if it doesn't <laughs> if it doesn't work, you can't just yeah, throw right. it to UPS. Um, and so Renovi we partnered with also, I think a couple years ago, um, and they have a cool style quiz that we implemented. And then on our product detail pages, you'll notice if you go to the website, um, you know, a scene, an entire scene will load and you can kind of see the product in context with other products. That is very cool. How, how has that affected the, the conversion rate on the overall website? Have you, has it been implemented and it's like up and running and now it's live and you've done it for every product or is it's still kind of getting rolled out. And if it's live now, like what kind of results have you seen from it? Yeah, for sure. So we, um, with Renovi, we've done most of our catalogs. So we've sent them most of our products that they're incorporating into um, scenes. They also are, um, I don't know if they consider themselves a startup, but they, they also have been rolling out new features. So when we first started working with them, they only did bedrooms and living rooms. Like their AI was only trained on that. They've started to roll into 
dining spaces and that kind of stuff. So we've sort of worked with them, you know, in-step function to kind of expand what we offer there. Um, With Epigraph, you know, it's, we choose the items that are going to, we're going to do 3D in because you do pay for those models and pay for that service. Um, And so you want to be strategic about it. And so for us, the question early on was sort of, well, is it, you know, the answer was yes, the big items are the ones that are going to be, first of all, most visited by our customers, those bigger, you know, sectionals and sofas, those bigger categories. Um, so we want more people to be able to have access to these features and then kind of see how it's done versus kind of tackling like the lamps or the, you know, smaller things, um, yeah. which you still pay for. Um, and, you know, more people are converting with those larger pieces. They're not coming to furnish for, to, to rent a pillow. They're coming to rent kind of like those big pieces. Yeah. Um, so as far as, you know, metrics, like we, we're, we're big into metrics on the furnish side. So, um, you know, we are constantly looking at sort of funnels and, and performance metrics, engagement metrics, all that kind of stuff. And, and the data is really compelling. I mean, I, it's, it's funny, you know, I, I always sort of laugh at like 800% increase in conversion rate. Um, cause then I just look at them like, okay, how big is your denominator? You know? Um, yeah. but I think, um, you know, we have yeah. seen, we've continued to partner with them for the last couple of years. Cause we just like the data is showing us that that's, that's a good investment. Yeah. <laughs> that comment of the 800% increase is hilarious because an agency, I'll be honest, I've got case studies on my site where like, I can't showcase people's numbers, Right. But like, you can't also be like, oh, it's a 760% increase. It's like, uh, yeah, but what was it really? Like, <laughs> right, so, right, right. I'm always, I'm always that skeptical a of, of, of yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I'll, push, I'll push our vendors a lot of time, be like, okay, can you like give me something lower so that I'm like a little bit more believable? Because if I see something too high, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Um. Oh, oh, so the so when you implement the different products, I know you obviously strategically picking the ones that you want to go with. A lot of the platforms out there that I'm familiar with that offer like these different AR functionalities and stuff through the site, you really just kind of upload a CAD file and that's it. And that's all you can do. In your case for furniture, I'd imagine that that is probably not available. So are they, are you like sending them product and they're actually filming it and doing the whole whatever magic that they work to make that work? Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty um, collaborative process. So we, um, we don't normally get CAD files for a lot of our, unless we've manufactured it ourselves. Right. So those are, those are much harder to come by. Um, We do work with them to sometimes we'll send, you know, all the images we've ever shot of the product. We'll send um, fabric samples a lot of times if we have them, which we do, you know, so that they can actually like get the texture right. Um, then we go through this whole like iteration process with our, you know, marketing team who typically have seen all the products because they shoot all the products also. Mm -hmm. And they go back and forth and kind of like, they look at the model and they like, you know, pinpoint little areas where it's like, Oh, this should be, you know, more curved in this way. And and so it is a a lot of back and forth, um, that we do, because we do want to make the, you know, make it as realistic as possible. Um, the technology has come all, also a long way um, and different materials, I think, are still being worked on. Anything that's kind of, you know, velvety where you move your hand and it's sort of shiny on one side, like that's still a little bit tricky for um, for these um, companies to really replicate. But I, I, it's definitely coming because um, it's come yeah. so far. Well, speaking of where technology is 
going, right? Like, so obviously your whole job is ensuring that the customer experience on the site is flawless and, you know, you're going through that whole aspect. And as of this recording, it was uh, yesterday or two days ago that Apple announced their Vision Pro or whatever they're calling it, mm-hmm. where it's got that AR aspect. Do you think that at a certain point, shopping is going to be getting done in that kind of direction where it's like, you can just throw your glasses on and then be able to visualize all of your furnished products in one spot. For sure. I mean, we, we already sort of see glimmers of that. I mean, with this, with this announcement that came out, um, we also, we've, we've talked with vendors in the past where, you know, it's, they want to do like the whole um, apartment is modeled and your furniture comes into it. So you walk around literally to do an apartment walkthrough with an iPad and sort of see everything, which isn't, you know, it's it's a step away from like the glasses, but it's, it's all accelerating very quickly. Um, I think adoption rate will be really interesting to watch because I think there's a lot of cool technology that still takes time. I mean, we've, We've known about AR. AR has been around these, you know, these 3D models have been around for a really long yeah. time. And it's always kind of like, well, it's it's about to pick up, you know, mainstream steam. Um, so I think it's like, I still think it's coming. Um, I definitely think it's there. And I think furniture is a great use case for that kind of technology um, because it is, you know, it is so expensive. Like you can't really walk into a completely empty house um, and picture how you will live in it with your mm. stuff or even just new stuff. Um Though, I mean, I, you know, if you look on like Zillow's and that kind of thing, you'll see, I think it's Modsy that does a lot of that, like total, like 3D staging of, of mm-hmm. units, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, um, you know, it's expensive. I was in prior to furnish, I was at a company called Laurel and Wolf, which was online interior design services. And so we did a lot both to like create the collaboration between a live designer and a human, and then also kind of like how you buy all that furniture that's recommended to you. Um, but there are a lot of interesting players in the space there too. In your expertise, considering the way that you're, how do I put this? The way that you're kind of overseeing the overall customer journey, the experience that they're having, what is your day-to-day like where you monitor that and where you adjust? Like, how do you know where to test certain things or where to adjust certain things or how do you audit the overall journey? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we, you know, again, I like metrics. I like to look at data. Um, it's probably, you know, I, I've worked at a lot of startups, small startups though as well. And so I remember early in my career, um, A-B testing, like it's such a best practice, like A-B test, A-B test, A-B test. When you have like a hundred people coming to your website in a given day and, you know, some small percentage of them converting, um, you know, A-B testing in the truest sense of like, here's a platform, like A-B test the new homepage or this copy or something like to truly get to any kind of statistical significance takes like months. And a lot of times there's better ways to do that kind of testing um, and to use kind of a combination of, you know, vision and intuition as well as data. Um, So I think, you know, right now we don't do a ton of A-B tests, like true A-B testing on our site. Um, We have a lot of people that come to our site, um, a lot of people who convert, but still we're at an early, you know, we're earliest, earlier stage company. Um, So we find creative ways to test and to monitor metrics. And we use um, a platform called Full Story that does, you know, it provides us with heat maps and funnels and we can watch the recordings of customers journeying through our site. And so, you know, I tend to look at um, 
you know, I do look at the entire website, but I also like to kind of create micro funnels to really hone in on. And um, I'm big into sort of like, yes, it's important to under like to think of ways that customers will convert more or do more of the actions you want them to take. But I think it's equally important to ask yourself the reverse of that question, which is why are they not doing it? Um, because a lot of times if you can, you can come up with a lot of ideas like, oh, well, you know, we, we want to give more information or we want to add this feature. We want to do this to really flip it and say, well, why are they not adding to cart? Like, what are all the reasons or why are they not progressing? What's, what's, creating friction in either the, you know, the checkout funnel or the, you know, came to our site to account create funnel um, or just add to cart. You know, you kind of set these sort of milestones and then look at these funnels around each of those milestones. Um, And you can learn a lot by, you know, a combination of watching customers, which is the, what are they doing? You don't really necessarily know why, um, but coupling that with things like customer interviews or surveys, um, observation. I mean, it's, Amazing what you can do if you, you know, find someone, <laughs> some relative and say like, hey, sit down here, like, see if you can find this X, Y, or Z thing and just sort of watching these journeys happen. Um, but I think that's really important and having some tools at your disposal to be able to like, you know, understand more of that is, is really helpful. Yeah. Beautiful. Nina, you did a great job. You did totally oh. fine. This was great. <laughs> so value driven. I've had people on this show that have been interviewed on a bunch of podcasts and they were, they were okay. <laughs> Hopefully they're not listening. Well, but thank Nina, you. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you so much. You did a great job. Really appreciate you having on the show. I'd love to give the opportunity to let everyone know where they can find out more about you. And then of course, more about Furnish. For sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I really appreciate it. It was super fun. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Where can we find out more about you and Furnish? So furnished, furnish.com, and it's spelled a little bit funky. It's F-E-R-N-I-S-H. So furnish, um, like the plant and not not just the, the word. Um, and then you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I actually, for being, I've been in technology space for a very long time, but I don't do a lot of personal social media. So LinkedIn is the best place. Again, I have a five-year-old and I hate her watching me doom scroll um, and <laughs> It's amazing. Like kids are a reflection of you. And so when she, you know, I'll ask her like, oh, how was your day? She's like, oh, I had so many emails and calls and pretends to swipe, you know, the air. (laughs) Then then you're kind of like, I need to kind of separate myself a little bit from that. So, um, so LinkedIn is the, is the best place and it's Nina Klein. Beautiful. Nina, thank you so much for being on the show. Everyone else who tuned in, of course, thank you as well. Please make sure you do the usual rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff on whichever platform platform of podcast that you listen to uh and then head over to ecomshow.com to check out all of our previous episodes and make sure to tune in august 30th for our live 100th episode which is going to be nuts i will see you all there thank you all for joining we'll see you next time nina thank you as well thank Everyone you else. take care bye have a good one. bye thank you for tuning in to the ecom show Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The Ecom Show is brought to you by Blue Tusker, a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show.